The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there's two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left is Bradley's show from the previous day and I said we are live. We are live right now, but we are pre-recording the show. Um, so the, the previous show will be up there. You can watch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, at which time he'll be live in that little area on the left. And the right side of the page, that's going to look a little different, too. 
Uh, just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see a Rumble icon. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming also live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. Uh, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, a variety of my own little personal Facebook pages, which they continue to allow me to put up, which for whatever reason, I don't know. And then also on Twitter at The Real Tim Brow. Don't add the N there. The Real Tim Brow number two. Okay, just The Real Tim Brow and the number two there. I guess The Real Tim Brown got that first. <laughs> so, any case, they're on there, okay? All right, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our newsletter. Please do that. You'll get an email from us once each evening between 7 and 8 o'clock, usually is what happens, Eastern Time. And then, if you want our ministry email, you can go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can see what's going on in the ministry each week. That's at sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up on the front page. And then, finally, if you guys... Um, agree with our message, you would like to help keep us out there, not only on the radio and the internet, but out among the people teaching our Christian constitutional heritage, you can do so by clicking on the donate button at the top of the page and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and we really do appreciate all of you guys keeping us out there uh, with important information for people. So thank you very much. Our store is also available this week. We're highlighting uh, what is the price t-shirt. And these are one of our more popular T-shirts. It says, what is the price for your freedom? Ask a veteran on the front. Then on the back, it says, what is the price of your redemption? Ask the Son of God. These are normally a $20 donation. Uh, you can get those Saturday night through midnight for 10% off when you use the promo code PRICE. It's pretty simple. PRICE gets you 10% off, and that is through Saturday night at midnight. So we've got special guests on with us today. And of course, you guys remember we had uh, Scott Shera on, and he is a dad who lost his 19 year old uh, daughter to some of the protocols they were doing during the convids uh, in the hospital there. He, the last time I think we had him on, he was gaining more and more evidence that this was targeted at his daughter because she had Down syndrome. Uh, in essence, we're looking at something that's that appears to be uh, a premeditated murder of his daughter and he's he's gotten together here recently probably over the last month I'll let I'll let him share about this but he's gotten with Avira Sharav and, and we played Vera's talk from like 2013 I don't know maybe two months ago and uh, you guys really appreciated what she had to say and so they're coming on today to the Sons of Liberty kind of talk about what's been going on the past couple of years how this ties back because Vera is uh is a holocaust survivor she was very small when when she was there uh in the land where she was being attacked her family was being attacked and uh, so it's my privilege to welcome to the sons of liberty again scott shira and for the first time vera sharab good to see you guys i think hold on i got you muted there you go okay now we're up <laughs> great to see you guys well thanks for having me back tim it's a it's a wonderful pleasure Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let me let me just let me just get the ball rolling here. How did you guys get together to start? You know, Scott, you were doing a lot on your own. You were I don't know how many interviews you would have every day, um, and you were just at it over and over and over. You've been on the show what two or three times already. How did you get together with Vera? Well, just with the shows, I mean, we're approaching 250 shows now. I mean, I can't, it's it's important. I mean, people are being murdered yet, so I, you, 
you have to do this. It's our responsibility. Well, ultimately, you you did a great lead-in because when I came to the conclusion that Grace was murdered and I started digging then into genocide and realizing, oh my gosh, this was this was on purpose to take out Grace as a population group because she's in the disabled population group. Well, then that would naturally lead somebody who's inquisitive to the Holocaust. And I listened to a podcast that Vera was on with Alex Newman. And then it's like the blinding flash of the obvious. I mean, why would anybody listen to me talk about the Holocaust when they can listen to her? And she knows everything. She's got all the comparisons top of mind. You know, this is work for me to study these comparisons because I I wasn't there and I haven't, you know, I'm learning this stuff in real time. So ultimately, I picked up the phone and called a number that I had found on July 8th. And a lady answered the phone. And she started grilling me. I said, I'm, I'm a dad. I lost my Down syndrome daughter in a hospital. Uh, we believe she was murdered. And, you know, she started grilling me with questions. And ultimately, I, I passed the grilling. And she announced to me that she was Vera. So then we talked for about 20 minutes. And then, you know, again, you start processing. How is this going to work? And I just thought it makes sense that we do these interviews together. So I called her the following Saturday, two days later, and asked her if she had a date the following week that my wife and I could fly out to New York and meet her and talk through things and just how would we work together and get to know each other, all of that. And she just so, so gracious, she says, she said to me, I remember it like it was yesterday. She just said, oh, Scott, you can't, you can't be doing that. You don't know if the pilots have been jabbed. <laughs> yeah. That's so probably then, good advice. <laughs> So then we set up a Zoom call the following week on Wednesday, and we chatted for over two hours, and we became fast friends, and we've been doing some wonderful interviews together. It's been it's a really been a gift to to do interviews with Vera. Amen, amen. Well, Vera, let me let me ask you a question. I, I'm not even going to get into what Scott tried to trap me into before the, the show here about age. People can figure all that out there, themselves. You can figure out when the Holocaust went and all that other. But what I want to ask you is, you know, I've I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, and I apologize if we're getting a little feedback, guys. So just bear with us. Um, but I've listened to a couple of your podcasts. I've listened to some of your speeches. As I said, we played one on the air. But what is the what would you say? Let's just get right into this. What would you say is the difference between genocide, which seems to me to be targeting a certain people group, and democide, which seems to be more like what we're having going on in in the world today with the con I call them the convid nineteen eighty four shots. What would you say the difference is in that and say maybe what was going on in in Germany and Austria and some of those places? Well, genocide targets a certain population, uh, whether it's racial, religious, national. Democide targets God and God's creatures. And that's where we're at now. We are really, transhumanism is an assault and everything that's human and everything that's God-given. The transhumanists not only don't believe in the concept of God, they don't believe in, and in fact, trash 
all human values, whether it's right from wrong, a good and evil, everything that's human, they have absolutely no empathy for human beings. They regard humans as hackable animals. That has taken us to a plane that is beyond even what happened under the Nazi regime. Because, yes, Jews were regarded, were demonized as spreaders of disease. Untermenschen, they called them, you know, subhuman. And now they're looking at reducing the world population by 90%. To them, the ideal population, the global population, would be 500 million. We are at 7.8 billion. So we are now assaulted, every one of us, without really a declaration of war, because our own government is kind of helping to push it along. How have yeah. we come really to, as a democratic society, to totally lose all our rights? Well, I think I think part of it we've been addressing here recently, and that is we become an ignorant people. One, how our government's supposed to even be functioning. Uh, we're not familiar with our founding documents. And then the second part is the pulpits in our country. Uh, you know, I blame this on us as the people of God. The pulpits in our country are not teaching the Word of God, and so they're watering it down. They're making it more socially palatable, and they're not teaching out against sin. Uh, among that is murder. You shall not kill. Uh, they're not teaching these things. They're teaching submission, you know, just submission to any authority that's, that claims it's an authority. And I think that sets us up to not only be deceived, but to then be murdered and nobody, nobody even raise their voice about it. I mean, you know, Scott sees what went on with his daughter, and the more he starts digging, he's seeing it, and so he's raising his voice. And I think there's a lot of people who are doing that. Well, I'd like to comment on that specific sure. uh, pulpit situation because I have been digging into that quite a bit. When I did the the Holocaust research, I, I saw that the Jewish leaders of the time were, were the ones that led the Jews to the gas chamber. So I, I dug into this just this last week quite a bit. And I just want to introduce uh, a name, which Vera, of course, will be familiar with and some of your listeners will be, but uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer. He said that not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act. That's right. So let's just frame, frame that on the German Christian churches during World War II. A couple of interesting facts. So these, these are quotes out of articles. One has said that they were more concerned about maintaining good relations with the colleagues in German churches than the, hum, the human and Humanitarian, <laughs> human humanitarian issue of the time, and then one of the specific people that survived the Holocaust that was in a Christian church at the time said their pastor told them to sing a little louder as the trains came. That's right. And the Jews were taking them to the gas chambers. Okay, so now fast forward to today. It's way worse today. 
So we have in the United States FEMA, so they handle federal emergencies. So starting in 2006, they started training pastors and they trained them for what they called roundups. And this is this is directly out of the FEMA manual that the pastors are given assurances that they will be covered by full compensation in the event of resistors injuring them during property seizures and roundups. Today, there's upwards of 100,000 pastors in the United States that have been recruited by FEMA, trained into the DHS version of Romans 13, the watered down version, just obey. And, you know, Vera and I can't scream loud enough. You know, the young people you had on in the trailer at the beginning of the show, they were fantastic because they're just not going to obey. You cannot obey these crazy mandates they're putting in place. That's going to, you obey those mandates and they are going to kill you. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, you know, you mentioned Bonhoeffer. Uh, Bonhoeffer is an example that it wasn't just a targeting of Jews, and I'm glad you brought up, too, that some of the Jews were selling their own people out. I mean, they were working with the Nazis, with the pogroms, just like they had done in, in communist Russia. So it's, it isn't even just that. It's just this totalitarian mindset that wants to control people. And that's a real that's a real big problem. We are facing that. I'm thankful to say my pastor and such are are geared up towards this because we're trying to revive our own grand jury in the county and our our constitutional militia here among the men so that when stuff like this comes down, there's not going to be just one or two of us taking a stand and they pick us off one at a time. There's going to be a community effort to fight off against them. And I recommend people go to tacticalcivics.com if you want to know more about that. All right, so Vera, let's let's go a little further. You said they were saying that that the people were diseased. They they specifically labeled the Jews of of Nazi Germany uh, diseased. What were they then doing once they labeled them that? How how does that coincide with what's going on? Because they tried to pull that stuff with the vaxxed, the unvaxxed, and all this stuff, and it seems to have backfired because many of these who are who are getting sick, who haven't died yet. They're coming out now and they're saying, I'm sorry that I attacked you people. I, I hate that I got it because of uh, blah, blah, blah. Can you help people understand the correlation between the two there? Well, what, what I'd like to say is that I used to say that what was unique about the Holocaust compared to other genocides was the intricate relationship of the medical establishment in both the uh, planning and implementation of the Holocaust, okay? Medicine was weaponized because the medical establishment became partners with government. And when that happened, the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm, goes out the window. People trust doctors because they assume that doctors swear to first do no harm to them. Once doctors become government agents, their loyalty switches from the ethical humanitarian mission of medicine to carrying out orders, to implementing protocols, even if they're murderous. And that happened under the Nazis. And I'd like to say that while the Jews were the primary focus, the Nazis were also busy taking care of getting rid of the disabled. Yep. Key 
four was the program. Six hospitals were transformed into murderous killing stations. The very first medical murder victims in the world were German infants and children under the age of three. They weren't perfect. They were disabled. And after them came older children, then the mentally ill, and finally the nursing home residents. They were all regarded as worthless eaters, an economic burden on the German folk. So one of the important aspects of the Holocaust, which generally gets sort of overlooked, is that while Jews were the primary focus, and the intention was to be to annihilate the entire European Jewish population at that time, 11 million. They had bigger plans. They intended to get rid of the Polish population, the Slavic population, and on and on. They just were stopped and didn't accomplish it. And unfortunately, today, their sights are the global population. Uh, so when one targets a given population and makes them the, the enemies of the folk, it doesn't stop there. It metastasizes. It gets, it spreads to other groups as well. People need to understand that. Um, genocide is not really contained in one little container. It has a way of infecting the entire society, as it did under the Nazis. Okay. All right. And one of those things that we've, we've seen already is we've already seen some targeting of the disabled. I think that was the first thing that we saw was a lot of the, the I don't want to use the term elderly, we use the term mature. <laughs> the mature population in some of the nursing homes and stuff, they were some of the first to be targeted. And then we start seeing that make its way. You know, we were told at the first, the convids, uh, and I call it the convids because it was a con. The con it was to drive people to these shots. Uh, the the convids didn't even bother children. And now what are we doing? We're looking to give you know infants to five years old these these experimental shots that we know are already deadly. We we they knew it at the first before they turned on anything. So the question I have is once they do this this depopulation scheme, and I'm assuming it's probably going to take two or three years for it really to have a real, it's, it's already had an impact, but a really big impact. What happens then? Who gets targeted then? Everyone who obeys. Oh, everyone who obeys or disobeys? Doesn't matter. Obedience and disobedience in this case lead to the same. Okay. And Vera has mentioned this to me before, Tim, I think that, and I think it's right, is that the the unvaccinated are going to be a target population. We've already seen that in Grace's hospital records. They referenced that she was unvaccinated just the first day. And the first doctor who's the expert on the COVID wing in his first day report mentioned that Grace was unvaccinated and even said that if his belief is that if she was vaccinated, she wouldn't be here. So why would they be targeting the unvaccinated? You know, and that's just an interim group. But I mean, it would make sense because we're the control group. 
right? We're the only ones that are going to not be keeling over right. sales. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let me let me stretch it a little further because uh, you know, Vuri, you made mention of uh, you know, this being global, this being across the earth, everything that's going on. How does this tie into something like Agenda 21, Agenda 2030? Uh, I'll let you go first, and then, Scott, if you want to add to that, we'll, we'll pull you in for that as well. Well, what these agendas are about is eliminating uh, all individuality and including all states. Uh, they want to create a one-world government, which this small cabal will control. They also want to eliminate cash and have one digital currency, again, which they can control. Uh, and they want to insert digital identifications into our bodies so that they can survey us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and punish us, cut off our ability to live, really, cut off our bank accounts, our credit cards, whatever, if we disobey. That's, it, it is a dystopian world that most people cannot fathom. That's what they're planning. And they're planning also to change the human species into a robotic caste system. They want to create humans that are part human and part technology it is and i want to say that from some of the research that i've seen already the latest was sent by dr robert malone they're very far advanced in experimenting with ways to turn people into semi-robots okay all right. I one thing that I noticed you were talking about the currencies. I want to play just this little clip. It's about fifty seconds. This is actually a guy. He's the president of the Federal Reserve Bank. I, I played it on Monday morning. The president of the Federal Reserve Bank in Minneapolis. And you were talking about the digital currencies they're trying to do. The central bank digital currencies. I want you to listen. This guy is. He's telling the truth when he says what they're trying to do with them. Take a listen. I'm pretty skeptical. I keep asking anybody, anybody at the Fed or outside of the Fed to explain to me what problem this is solving. A digital, I can send anybody in this room $5 with Venmo right now, right? No, seriously, so what is it that a CBDC could do that Venmo can't do? And all I get is a bunch of hand-waving. I get a bunch, well, maybe it's better for financial inclusion. Maybe it's better for cross-border remittances. Maybe, is there any evidence that it is? And you know, they say, well, what about China? China's doing it. Well, I can see why China would do it. If they wanna monitor every one of your transactions, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. If you want to impose negative interest rates, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. And if you want to directly tax customer accounts, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. So I get why China would be interested. Why would the American people be for that? Now, I, I don't, what do you guys think about that? I don't think Americans are really for that. I think it's being foisted upon us, much like the convids were foisted upon us, much like these shots have been foisted upon us. What, what do you guys have to say? I think that's, of course, right on. As Vera has again pointed out very wisely, we are the many. And so we, we likely, are, the people like us and your 
your uh, listeners are likely the majority, but because of the propaganda machine, they make us seem like we're in the minority. So nobody would really want this. So the people that, that have been programmed, they will go along with anything, but any thinking person would never want this. Okay. Yeah. And Vera, you had something you want to say there? Go ahead and chime in. Well, I want to say that one of the things that people seem to have forgotten and not understood, which the founding fathers of America really did, in order for democracy to work, we have to have the people have to be informed, have to be to participate. And the three, the check system, you know, that they installed right now is dysfunctional. That's the problem. We when the three parts of government were working and each one was a check on the other, it prevented this kind of takeover. And now that it's dysfunctional, we've got people who are totally without any accountability. They're not, we haven't elected them and they're ruling, they're issuing the orders and the bureaucracy of government is simply following and and implementing it without any input from the people. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, I, we've done a lot of history on this. This isn't just come around with uh, Biden or Trump or Obama or even Bush 2 or Bush 1. This stuff's been going on since right around the time of the war in Northern Aggression. And we start seeing this socialist, Marxist kind of thinking start to creep into the government, uh, our government that we established. And then... It really takes on its form with the Federal Reserve because if you have unlawful money, you do all the unlawful things you want because you just print the money on it. And so that right there is a huge thing. This is why I say I, I think as far as us as the people, the best thing we could do is dissolve D.C. like Thomas Jefferson said in the Declaration of Independence when it's become a threat to our liberties and then reestablish new government if that's what we want to do uh, that seeks to secure those blessings again. So. One of the things I want to hit with, with Scott, and I want him to hit on here, and, and he touched on it, I think, in the last the last two shows that we did together, and that is we see a lot of faces that are, I guess, that we tag on this. Dr. Fauci, Do, uh, Dr. Burks, uh, we see Donald Trump put, pimping the jab, we see Joe Biden pushing it, all these people in the mask and all this other stuff. And one of the issues that Scott brought up, which is, is very profound, and it's something that we do need to see behind it. We want to hold the people accountable. But at the same time, you know, Scott, you made reference to this in, in one of the documents you sent. Ephesians 6.12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And your idea is to get people, those who are engaged in this stuff, to repent and stop doing what they're doing and start calling it what it is. Confess their sin, so to speak, and stop doing what they're doing. Well, I believe that Agenda 2030 and Agenda 21 are a direct result of a society that doesn't believe in God. If we didn't believe in God, we'd come up with the same thing. We have only one planet. We've got to sustain the planet. So the sustainability agenda is we got to control the climate. We have to control the population. So we'd come up with the same thing. God's got this. He always has. You know, he hasn't changed his commands to us. And so the, the people who are believing in this, 
are implementing based on their beliefs. The reason I think Ephesians 6, 12 comes into place is this is worldwide on a mass scale. There's no humans that could put together this massive organization that's being unleashed. So it has to be satanic. So this is this is huge. Um, you know, we we should not be, you know, as individuals, we've got to resist, we've got to not follow these mandates. But if we don't realize that this is satanic and and engage God in the process, you know, God's bigger than all of this. And he's really the only one on a satanic spiritual level that can stop this. And and that's why I brought up Ephesians six twelve. Yeah, I you know, I, I I agree with you, but I also look back in scripture and he always uses means, and that's usually men. Sometimes he intervenes and does things himself. But he always used means. He didn't just strike Goliath down. He sent a shepherd boy out there to whoop him, cut his head off, and feed his body to the birds. And you know he uses Samson to go in and whip the Philistines uh, with the with the jawbone of an ass. So you know he he uses the means, and I think we're the means for doing that. So let me let me bring it over to you again, Vera. Um, Hegelian dialectic. Uh, most people, for just a simple thing, is it's where they're using, they bring in a problem, these, these people who want to control us, they bring in a problem, they already have a solution in the background, and they bring the problem in, and then they get the people to where the people are crying for solution, and then they give them the solution, but it isn't really the solution they want. How is that happening here, and do you see the same thing happening as when you were a little girl and what was going on with your family in the 40s? Well, you know... Confusion is something that they really uh, inculcate, too, because by confusing people, uh, they can control them. And we saw this during the lockdowns. People were, they were terrified. What they essentially did was they played the Nazi playbook, which was to instill fear in people. Once people are gripped with fear, and they don't know what's really happening. They don't understand what's happening. They are looking for leadership. And who's leading them? The propaganda machine is constantly telling them over and over again, reaffirming lie after lie after lie. And they're using every means to prevent people from seeing the truth of what's happening, how they're being led, essentially, again, instead of to the gas chambers, they're being led to self-annihilation, essentially. They're being led to, to, to accept what I regard, really, as a weapon of mass destruction. These injections have not been tested for safety. Everyone who's being injected is a human guinea pig. That's right. And they're, and they're violating... The, the fundamental law, both moral and legal, which is the Nuremberg Code. The Nuremberg Code was crafted at the end of the Nazi doctor's trial at Nuremberg in 1947, when the world learned about the medical atrocities. The purpose of the Nuremberg Code was not to punish the Nazi doctors, that had already been done in the verdict, but rather to set up moral and legal guidelines that doctors may not ever again 
cross to ensure that there would never be again medical atrocities. What we're seeing now, the coercive way in which people are being pushed to take one vaccine, these are injections, they're not even vaccines because they don't protect against That's right. Thing. So what they're doing is essentially setting people up to get one after another. Now we're in the what third booster and what will be the 25th booster? All those injections and boosters are serving two purposes. One is it, it's huge. It's hundreds of billions of dollars in profits for the manufacturers and those involved. And it's weakening the population. It's actually diminishing health. It is not to protect health. Yep, that's exactly right. I, I completely agree with that. And, you know, you mentioned the issue with the Nazis in the trial, and we only see like a handful of people actually you know, be put to death. Our our government, uh, people in our government, George uh, Prescott Bush and Operation Paperclip, bringing Nazis over here, scientists and all this other stuff, and then some of them going down to South America, some of them allegedly going into Antarctica and stuff like this. And we let them we let them loose. It reminds me of of Israel, how they were troubled when God said, "You you wipe out all of the Amalekites." They didn't do it, and they were a thorn in their side the whole time. We, if we don't learn here, and I believe we can, I believe we can win the day. But if we don't learn here and take out any of these guys, and I'm talking about due process, I'm not talking about going out and murdering people. Bring them through due process and not a jail cell. They get a dirt nap, and we do it to all of them. We don't give any escape for any of those guys because the the modern medical system has really come out of the Nazis. That's really what's driven the modern medical system today. So let me let me throw this out at you. Because you mentioned confusion. And Scott, you put this in, so I'm going to pitch it to you first. Um, about the Hegelian dialectic. And I see this among the conservatives, constitutions, Christians, you know, at different times. So you give the problem, um, or, or the evil side, and then you give the solution, the good side. And so you give some examples. You say dark and light. Now, I'm hearing a lot of that. I'm hearing Luciferian, and we're the good, and that's, that's the evil. Or we're, they're the dark, and we're the light. You've got ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and the good is Fox News and Newsmax. And I, I said Fox News was controlled opposition for more than a decade. Newsmax is going to be the new one. They're just pulling you over from that. Clinton is the evil. Trump is the good. That's how it's put up. Enemies, allies, COVID, vaccine. COVID killed your loved one. Funeral reimbursement. Uh, pharmaceuticals cause cancer. We've got the American Cancer Society. really hasn't done anything except take people's money. Uh, and get more jobs. We we have solutions for cancer, by the way, mainly in the way we eat. Liberals and the good is conservatives. The Great Reset, now it's called the Great Awakening. People are waking up to the stuff, but they're really not doing anything. They just say, oh, I know that this is really bad. i got to tell all my friends it's bad, but there's not a solution. So they kind of still keep them in this bit of confusion, did they not? Well, that, that's right on. I'm going to give a very simple example to show people how easy it is to be deceived, be deceived by the dialectic. So I watched an interview with Tom Renz um, about three weeks ago, and the topic was about the jab. And it was specifically the question came up, why, why do you think that President Trump is not renouncing the jab? Okay, so... The, the issue is the jab is bad. So that's the issue. We know that's a truth. The whole debate became about Trump. 
And so what happened was, is the debate became, well, I, Tom said, I believe Trump was lied to. So Trump now was given another pass. Well, I think he was lied to. Well, then you have a group of people who are giving him a pass because he's done more good than bad. Then you have a group of people that give him a pass because, well, his ego is so big, he'll never renounce the jab. Okay, well, then the whole debate became about Trump and yeah. giving him a free pass versus about the jab. And this is this is what why I bring up the Hegelian dialectic. It is a tool of Satan to get us off what we should be talking about. So if you think about, so God always has the the answer. So population control. Now put that into the dialectic. So we start debating population control. Well, we've got to do something. You know, there. You know, pe- and people forget the entire world population would fit in the state of Texas, and everybody would have twelve hundred square feet. Absolutely. And we forget that God said, "Be fruitful and multiply," and He never sent an amendment. That's right. So that's the truth. So then we start debating population control, which then we're snagged into that dialectic. And it's very frustrating to me to see the biggest, um, well, it's not the biggest one anymore because I've seen so many frustrations, but I would say it's the third biggest frustration that I've learned with being awake to all of this, which is how dumb our population is. We get fooled so easy that we, you know, people just want to go on with their life. They don't even want to spend five minutes digging into the alternative media to see that what you're saying, Tim, is true. What I'm saying is true. What Veer is true. Just spend five minutes on your own, and then your whole world will open up. But they won't do it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And one of the things you were talking about, the dumbing down of America, um, this is what we had uh, Charlotte Isherbeet on before her death. You know, she wrote a whole book on this, brought it out of the Department of Education under Reagan and was blowing the whistle. Hey, the communists are working inside our education system based on what Ronald Reagan did. And everybody gave him the pass too. oh, well, he didn't know what he was doing. Well, if he doesn't know what he's doing, why is he signing it? And I think this is part of the problem. I have no problem calling out Trump on the thing, but it's the issue of bringing justice. If we brought justice on his head and on the head of Fauci and Burks and all this, people would go, well, why are you doing that? Well, this is why. They're putting out a dangerous drug and asking you to put it in your body. And we use this. We we speak uh, uh, from the scripture, Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. So when we talk about that, how are they, uh, what are they doing? They're not going through the normal means that God gives us when we consume food. If we got something bad, you know, he's made a, a digestive tract that can handle that. We might get some diarrhea or an upset stomach or whatever, or we might vomit to get rid of those things. These people are bypassing all that right into the bloodstream. And uh, again, we go back to some things like uh, Revelation eighteen twenty three. We've made mention of this before. By thy sorceries were all nations deceived. The word where we get uh, pharmacy from is the term sorceries there. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're confusing the people. They're deceiving the people. And the people like, I don't know any other way to say it, good little sheep just follow the voice of their masters. But Jesus said, my sheep know me. They hear my voice and they follow me. So I'm thankful that there are, are people who actually follow the true shepherd. Now, let me let me do this. We got about ten minutes here. What are some solutions here? We've talked about the problem. 
we, we see all these things of, of how they've done, and we've had a, a ton of shows, not just with you, Scott, but we had a ton of shows on this. What are some solutions you guys are seeing? I'll let ladies go first. Vera, I'm going to toss it over to you. Well, first of all, is to stop obeying. We need to understand that without people's obedience, they have no power. They have absolutely no power. If people stop obeying and start trusting their own judgment and experience and intuition and look at other sources of information, there is a lot. One of the things that has happened during this COVID period is that so many new platforms on the Internet are now flourishing and providing information. It just takes extra clicks Instead of listening to CNN and NBC and all of that, all of them are, are mouthing one narrative, a, the narrative that the government and the corporations that they're aligned with have dictated. What one needs to do is to move away from that and listen to other voices and to the real data of what, what has been happening to people who have obeyed, and many of them are now either they died or they are permanently disabled. When did you ever have children and adolescents getting heart attacks? When? This is not normal. This, there's a trigger to that. And all people need to do is think a little bit, clear their dust. And they'll recognize themselves because it really is quite obvious at this point. It's not just what scientists have been pulling together as far as the information, but people, neighbors, school children, people know of people who've been harmed. And they've been harmed after getting these injections. The injections are not the cure. They're really leading people to early death. Yeah, Scott. Now let me let me tie that with you and have you have you uh, answer on that too. You're a dad who learned about a whole bunch of words that you probably didn't even know existed through through the experience you had with your daughter. I mean, you can speak from experience on that how that affected you, right? Well, absolutely. And the main takeaway, if if uh, people take the time to look, is Grace's death, Grace had Down syndrome, but Grace's death was not an anomaly. And if you think it's an anomaly, you'll do do nothing. So how I would say what you can do is I would first <clears throat> explain that God holds us accountable to the talents that he's given us. And if you're not sure of that, read the parable of the talents. So then what what does that mean? And what I think that it means is you've got, I'm going to look right into the camera and tell every single person watching that you are next. And if you can come to grips with that, you're next. So you think, well, I'm not disabled. I'm not elderly. I don't have any of those. Believe me, you're next. And if you can take that to heart and you believe in your heart that you're, you're next, they're coming after you next. Well, now that will cause you to, change your belief and you'll create an action plan. You'll finally do something instead of keeping your head in the sand. So that's my answer as to what somebody should do. You first have to change your belief. And if you believe you're next, all of a sudden you're going to be 
doing the same thing that Vera and I and you are doing, Tim. It might not be on camera. That doesn't matter. You got to do something. Yep, you sure do. And that's, again, this comes back to, to some issues that we find in our Constitution. I was making mention of this uh, a little while ago. When it talks of, you know, we've seen the FBI and this whole WWE match that's going on with them and Trump and things of this nature. And we've seen the CIA do what they do. We've seen the NSA do what they do. They're, they're infringing on the people's rights for years. And, the, and none of them are lawful, according to the Constitution. None of them are lawful. In fact... What do we have in the Constitution? It says the militia, which you go back and do your history, the militia is able-bodied men. Sorry, women, it was it was for the guys. We're we're supposed to be those who care for the women. Why? Because we love them, right? We want to esteem them. We want to protect them. That's our duty as men. And the militia is to be the ones who enforce the law. They're to be the ones who repel invasions. They're to be the ones who put down insurrections. That's what the Constitution it says. Those are the words it uses. And sadly, Scott, the men have have usurp not usurped, they've abrogated their responsibility for so long and they said, Oh, well he'll let the thin blue line do it. Well, how's that working out for you? Or the guys in brown, or you know, the feds or whoever. How's all that working out for us? It's not working out too good. It's they're they're growing a police state right under our noses. And I think it's incumbent upon the men, one, to repent, get the right mindset that God gave us, because that comes right out of first first Samuel. And then take up what our forefathers gave us in the Constitution to be that protection. Uh, because if we're going to stand alone, we're going to get all picked off. we got to come together. We've got to uh, do that repentance, change of mind, change of action, and uh, take that stand. And part of that is is an information war. I think both of you have hit on that. Um, okay, so we got about five minutes here. And what I want to do is I want to give each of you a final kind of thing if you want to take two two and a half minutes a piece or something like that uh, a word of exhortation to to the audience um pointing them in the right direction of these the solutions that we're talking about what can the people do i know the first thing is just to get informed right get informed and join join groups it'll help you feel empowered because there are people who know more by now because they've informed themselves and they're joining forces, and, and they're really all over the world. The other thing, just as a defense mechanism, the Nuremberg Code is a defense mechanism which you can take to your doctor or clinic whenever there anything um, medical is being pushed on you that you don't want. And we've created a, a special website just to get the Nuremberg Code. It's, it's now been translated in about 11 languages. Just Nuremberg75.com. Get your copy, read it. You'll be able to understand every word of it. It was written so that people can use it against forced any kind of medical interventions. And this is, since medicine is now being used as a weapon, you need a legal and moral document that specifically protects you from being swept up and essentially being having poison put into your body yeah amen amen thank you for that link too we'll have that up in the archive so people can pick it up scott uh got about three and a half minutes so you've got plenty of time to voice uh, a final exhortation to the people well i could talk for three and a half hours <laughs> throw it into three and a half minutes so i said earlier in this conversation the third uh most surprising thing i learned since grace died is how dumb our power 
population is. The second is how corrupt our government is. Uh, when this thing first started, I would have said that I had a, had a healthy distrust for the government. Now I, I would tell you that the government's 100% corrupt. So when they tell you that Biden has COVID, I would tell you he didn't have COVID. Whatever they tell you, just go opposite. Amen. You'll be right 100% of the time. The first and most important thing that I the first and most important thing that I've learned is how personally programmed I was. And I, you know, as far as the population group, I would have been on the right-hand side of the bell curve. You know, I believed in liberty, uh, the conservative doctrine, the Constitution, all those things. So I was already on the right-hand side of the bell curve. But I was programmed. I had no idea the things that I believed because I took them at face value and I never did the research myself. And I cannot emphasize that enough. And I'll give you one example so that people will see how shocking being programmed is. And the the example is a this was this happened about two months ago. I learned I, I heard, but then I researched it. I heard that the Dallas Theological Seminary was partially funded by the Rockefellers. So I heard this. And so then I spent about three hours digging into documents to see, is this actually true? Because if it's true, it's a game changer. So I dug in and found out, my gosh, it is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just process that. So we we listen to people who are in an authoritative position, and they're even what we think are godly men, pastors, but they've been trained by an organization that has accepted money from an occultist group. What do you think is happening? It's the same thing that happened in the garden. Satan has got his tentacles all over the place. And just every single thing that you take for granted that you believe, I would encourage you to walk it back, do the research yourself, and see what is the reason that this that you believe it and most of the things that i believe is because somebody in authority told me and they've virtually all come back as lies and so that's my that's my closing message um of course i'd like people to know how they can learn about grace and her story and that's at ouramazinggrace.net the things that beer and i just touched on with the holocaust uh, we put together a special tab on Grace's website called, called the Holocaust Connection, and there's a number of comparisons, about 50 of them, that show you that the Holocaust in World War II is child's play compared to what's going on now. We're just at the beginning, so we still have a chance here, folks. But the thing is, is they are doing it on a worldwide basis now, and if we don't step up quickly and educate ourselves and wake up, I mean, it's it's going to be too late before long. I agree. I agree. And I'll close with Psalm 91. That You guys all know this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He'll deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Keep that in mind. And then get out there and fight against this stuff. Fight against it. Guys, I'll say goodbye to you all. Fair catch Bradley at 3. We'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. See ya.